Welcome to Wednesday Night Worship at First Baptist. Tonight's speaker is Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Let's pray together. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for your amazing love for us. And we pray, Lord, that as we look to you now through your word and by your spirit, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, transform us by the renewing of our minds so that when we leave this experience, we're more like Jesus. We ask it in his precious name. Amen. Well, tonight, for the last time, we return to the great hall of faith of Hebrews 11 to bring to a close our discussion of faith stories based in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And once again, we return to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. That will be the theme for our message, and then we will look to the one figure that remains for us to discuss. Hebrews eleven thirty-two says this, And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets. Tonight, we're going to look at the life of Samuel. Samuel really serves as a bridge between the time of the judges and the time of the kings. And Samuel was used mightily in the hands of God, uh, not only uh, to illustrate God's glory in bringing forth Samuel and raising up Samuel, but also as Samuel was used to call God's people to repentance and to raise up the first two kings over Israel. So I want to invite you to look with me back to first Samuel. We're going to start in 1 Samuel chapter 1 because really there's a part of Samuel's story that begins before Samuel was ever even conceived. Samuel's mother was a woman named Hannah and Hannah was the wife of Elkanah and Hannah and Elkanah struggled with infertility. Hannah wanted so badly to be a mother. She wanted so badly to have children and it just wasn't happening. And so she went and she prayed to the Lord, and she prayed earnestly, and she prayed fervently, and the Lord heard her prayer. And I know some of you who are part of this experience tonight, you know what that journey is like. Either you have known what it is to pray fervently to the Lord, and others of you might still be in the battle of infertility right now. Well, allow Hannah's story to remind you that God hears your cries and God sees you. And you never know how God is going to answer that prayer. For Hannah, the Lord gave her Samuel. And she would say at the end of 1 Samuel chapter 1, this is verses 27 and 28, For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I made to him. Therefore, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And so what did Hannah do? She received the answer to her prayer, and she said, I will dedicate my child to the service of the Lord. And so she did. She gave her son over to God's service as he was raised up under Eli, the priest of God, there at the temple of God. This was an amazing story as in 1 Samuel chapter 2, we see not only Hannah's song of thanksgiving unto God, but we also see that God is going to reject Eli and his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, because they did not uphold God as holy as they served him. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 34 through 36, God speaks this to Eli. 
And this that shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house. And he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. And everyone who is left in your house shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread and shall say, Please put me in one of the priest's places that I may eat a morsel of bread. So here's what's interesting. The priest that God is using to raise up Samuel didn't even do a very good job raising up his own sons. Nevertheless, even though Eli was imperfect, God was going to use Eli to help Samuel discern God's voice and discern God's call on Samuel's life. We see that play out in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I want to read to you this account of the calling of Samuel that God would use even Eli, whose house was rejected, to speak to Samuel and help Samuel discern the voice of the Lord. This is 1 Samuel chapter 3, first verses 1 through 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. Remember that. In this time, the word of the Lord was rare. There was no frequent vision. All of that is about to change through Samuel. Verse 2. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And as Samuel lay there, he heard his voice being called. Samuel thought that Eli was calling him, and so he went a couple of times to Eli in response to hearing his voice being called. Eli said, I haven't called you. Well, finally, Eli understands what is happening and says, no, it is the Lord who is calling to you, Samuel. Here's what you do the next time the Lord calls you. Well, sure enough, the Lord called out to Samuel again. Verse 10, and the Lord came and stood calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. This was a hard message that God delivered to Samuel, and that Samuel was then charged to deliver to Eli. Samuel had to tell the one who was teaching him, his own mentor, this hard message from the Lord. And Samuel was faithful. Even at Eli's urging, tell me the message, Samuel was faithful to tell Eli this difficult message. And in verse 19, we learn that Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. 
And the very first part of the next verse, which is chapter 4, verse 1a, says, And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. So what is God doing? In a time when the word of God was rare, there was not a vision that was often given by God. The people were lacking the word of God, and God raised up this prophet who would then give God's message to God's people. Well, next, the Philistines, who were the enemies of Israel, came and stole the ark of God. And the next several chapters of 1 Samuel share the account of what happened when the Philistines took the ark of God. Remember, you do not treat lightly the ark of God. The Philistines took the ark of God and set it up in in the place of their God, whose name was Dagon. And every time they set the ark up in the, ark, uh, in, in the place of their God, they would come in the next morning and Dagon, this mighty statue, this mighty God that they worshipped, would be face forward. And then Dagon fell over and was face forward, but his head and his hands were detached from his body. So the Philistines got rid of it. They moved it around and then eventually brought it back to Israel, to Kiriath-Jerim. And then 20 years passed. During this time, Samuel was being raised up. Samuel was being taught, and he was growing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. And God was preparing Samuel for his ministry. So 20 years pass. And then we come to 1 Samuel chapter 7. And we're going to hear Samuel speak God's word to God's people and call them to repentance. So Just pause for a second and realize what is happening. The Word of God was rare in these days. There was no frequent vision. The priest of God and his sons were corrupt. The sons were absolutely corrupt, and their father did not stop them in their corruption and their blasphemy. And then there was this woman named Hannah who was begging the Lord for a baby. And God answered her prayer. But as God answered her prayer, he was also doing something even greater. He was raising up a prophet who would say, Thus saith the Lord, who would be the bridge between the judges and the kings, and who himself would speak God's word to God's people. We're going to see that happen. So watch God bring out of this seemingly hopeless situation this incredible message. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 2. From the day that the ark was lodged at Kiriath-Jerim, a long time passed, some 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, listen to this, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you, and direct your heart to the Lord and serve Him only, and He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines." So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Ashtaroth, and they served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. 
And the people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion. And they were defeated before Israel. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below beth Car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not enter again into the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities of the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron to Gath, and Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life, and he went on a circuit year by year to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah. And he judged Israel in all these places. Then he would return to Ramah, for his home was there. And there he also judged Israel. And he built there an altar to the Lord. So notice what God did. God raised up his judge from an impossible situation, from a broken-hearted woman who wanted so badly to have a child. God gave her a child, and God raised up that young man to be the judge over Israel, to speak the words of God to the people of God, to call God's people back from worshiping other gods, the Baals and the Ashtaroth, to serve the one true and living God. This is an amazing story. But there's one little thing that we just read here in 1 Samuel chapter 7, where Samuel raised up an Ebenezer. And you might recognize that, that word from uh, a hymn that we sing. We just sang it recently at church. Uh, Come thou fount of every blessing. We sing in one part of the song, Here I raise my Ebenezer. What in the world does that mean? Well, Ebenezer is simply a monument saying, I will raise this to remember what the Lord has done, how the Lord has helped me. Well, let me ask you this question. What Ebenezers do you need to raise in your life? Here I raise my Ebenezer, simply saying, look what God has done. I want to encourage you. Tonight, I want you to pause for just a moment to get alone, to shut out the noise, and think back to all the things that God has done in your life. It may be that you've been going through a lot lately and God has continued to show up and God has continued to show himself mighty and strong, living and active in your life. I think it would be great for all of us to follow the example of Samuel, to look back and say, till now, the Lord has helped us. And here's the thing. If the Lord has helped us till now, there's no reason to believe he won't help us in days to come. Would you pray with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we relate to so many parts of this story. We relate to Hannah's longing. We relate to Samuel being raised up, even having a mentor who was imperfect. And we know that Samuel himself wasn't perfect, but he also would look toward Almighty God and he would call God's people unto repentance. 
that he would call God's people to turn away from serving foreign gods to serve the one living and true God. And then he would call God's people to remember all the things that God had done in their lives. So, Lord, you've done so much in each of our lives. You've helped us overcome so much. You've seen us through so many different circumstances. And Lord, tonight, we just want to raise our own spiritual Ebenezer to say till now the Lord has helped us. And Lord, we know that just as you have been faithful, so will you be faithful as we trust and follow Jesus to lead us all the way home to you. So Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, to run with perseverance the race marked out for us, to recognize that there are things that you are doing behind the scenes that we cannot now perceive, to trust you and to follow you. And before we bring this worship experience to a close, yet again, we join together our hearts and our minds and our voices to pray that prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. And in so doing, we'll answer the question, whose Father? Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to worship with us tonight. And we would love for you to join us this coming Sunday at 11 a.m. as we collectively turn our attention toward Jesus and worship him together. God bless you.